guys, welcome to the Two Girls One Nut podcast. We are a trio of millennials having real conversations about social and philosophical topics. My name is Nicole. It's Jessica here. This is Rio. We hope you enjoyed our previous episodes, but today we are going to be talking about confidence and owning your sexuality. Woo! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> For both men and women. For both men and women. But I want to know, what is your idea of being confident? My idea of being confident? Yeah, like what does co- being confident mean to you? Just being sure of myself and being okay with it. On a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate your confidence level at this moment in your life? I think it fluctuates depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to like my views and my opinions, I'm fairly confident with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because I also believe that I could be wrong. So I'm not overly confident. Yeah. But at the same time, I do my research and due diligence, right? Yeah. Um, but when it comes to dating... I'm not confident there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just like meant confidence in like yourself. Cause like growing up, I actually had no confidence whatsoever and Mm. I was actually super insecure. I actually had like the worst body dysmorphia and I thought I looked so fucked up. Mm. And so growing up, I did not have any confidence just because I was bullied a lot. And um, I grew up in an all white school and I was the only Asian girl there. And of course I had like the brownest skin. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I was picked on a lot and that really chipped away at my confidence Growing up in a Filipino household, um, I think most Asian parents will just call you fat straight off the bat. So I was called fat a lot or like you're getting fat. Were you a fat kid though? I wasn't fat. I had like extra layers, but I was definitely not fat. Like a normal like kid. Yeah, like I ate a lot. Mm. I had like a super high metabolism. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I had different ideas of what being skinny and fat were. Like in my mind, I had a very negative view on fat let's say yeah actually when i was younger i think i was like four or five i told my aunt that i hated fat people whoa yeah and so it started from a very young age and i honestly don't really know where that came from where i said like i hated fat people which is really fucked up and it's not the case anymore but (laughs) um i just grew up i don't know where that came from maybe from watching tv Probably. I'm not sure. Rio, were you the fat kid? Did you have any (laughs) self-image issues? Well, when I was growing up, I was pretty skinny. Mm. You were really skinny? Um, But, like, realistically, in terms of confidence, I wasn't the most confident kid when I was growing up, right? Just to due to various reasons, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I was very quiet in school. You know, I was very quiet around friends, Mm -hmm. quiet around family. Mm -hmm. And then... What kind of turned it around was when I started liking girls. Oh. <laughs> so, right? what so, well, you need to be able to um, have confidence to be able to speak to a girl yeah. to a girl for the first time. Mm-hmm. When right? was the first time that you spoke to a girl? Elementary school. Mm. Right? Ooh, do you remember her name? Her name was Monica. Mm. So I had a big crush on her. <laughs> Where's Monica now? I have no idea. <laughs> you didn't, yeah, you didn't this, try to search her on Facebook. Nah, no, 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 <laughs> not at all. But this is like back in the day where like you're trying to figure out what what you want to you know what you what you're liking and what mm-hmm. you know what you're you're just trying to you're just growing up right yeah so she liked um you know punk rock hey 
like, oh, okay, now I like punk rock, right? Is so there really? Yeah, so I could kind of have something to talk to her about, right? Um, so that's where my confidence kind of built up. But mm-hmm. Was it the confidence of her accepting you or liking you back? Was that where you gained the confidence from? I just had to... It wasn't that. I just wanted her to really like me. Okay, so right? do you feel like it was like real confidence or do you feel like you were putting up a front initially it was a front okay but mm. then obviously once i got older and older yeah then i started to, to just build a natural confidence right yeah because I, th- I think i feel like i have to i think as kids everybody's not that confident you don't know you're not fully aware of yourself I, I, unless yeah. like i could be wrong right like there could be kids that are i feel like there's confident. different levels and maybe it's like a self-esteem thing mm. too where you could have like a really shitty self-confidence and then as you get older and like realize who you are more mm-hmm. so but it's also based on your own experiences i guess True. too uh, before we get in further, let's have a sh- uh, salute. Oh, salute. shit. I already, I already oh. saluted. Oh, I this. Another Captain Morgan? Yes. Another Captain Moe's down the hatch. Well, I'm just going to sip on this one for a little bit. Here. And just to build a picture for you guys, we also have a nice little charcuterie board, some kale salad, we got some snacks today. Yeah, we're kind of munching away. Yeah, so we're munching away, so if you hear any chewing, shout out to all the ASMR lovers out there. <laughs> what? The ASMR. What's ASMR? ASMR is like the videos of people eating food and like they eat it really close to the oh, mic. Oh, like the mukbang? I don't yeah. even know what that stands for, ASMR. Um, I'm not sure what ASMR stands for, but Google I know that. it's like people who like the noises of slurping and like chewing and is it really yeah it's, i can't stand that it yeah. stands for a- autonomous sensory meridian response there we go i would have oh, never even guessed what the hell that meant <laughs> oh god that shit bothers me a lot what chewing yeah really? just hearing like n- not normal chewing fine but like excessive chewing it's just like close your mouth yeah. down it i hate when people chew with their mouth uh, open it's uh, nasty mm-hmm. yeah. so, so, yeah, let's get back to the confidence part mm. this is a very interesting topic mm-hmm. right so, how about for yourself? When was like the, the the specific time you felt like you had to build that confidence up? Um, for me, I think I was probably closer to like eighteen or nineteen, or probably actually closer to twenty. Like, I'm just gonna say I had a very fucked up perception of what I actually looked like, which I had body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. a certain spectrum of it. And basically, when I looked in the mirror, it was always like something was wrong with me, you know, and like. Mm. I couldn't actually even look at the mirror certain times and it really like affected me on my daily life because I would like avoid looking in mirrors and like I would just tell myself these stories in my head of how I looked and also watching like MTV all the time and like feeling like I had to be like extra skinny. I did struggle myself with eating disorders Mm -hmm. as well. I would not eat anything through all throughout the day. I'd maybe have like a carrot or like a piece of ham. And like I actually got down to like ninety nine pounds. But yeah, I got down to ninety nine pounds and I I'm five I'm five foot five, five foot six. So I was getting really skinny and like my family was telling me that I was getting really skinny, but I still wanted to lose more weight. No. And like I had like a scale in my basement and I would like weigh myself every day and like if it went up I would freak out and like I would like over exercise. Yeah. But for some reason feeling that skinny like made me feel like more confident. Yeah. And like my stomach has always been like a place of discomfort for me for some reason. Like If I feel bloated, for example, yeah. like I'll f- automatically feel like I'm like, oh, like did I gain like ten pounds? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then I slowly got myself out of that. I started watching like YouTube videos on like anti-anorexia, mm-hmm. and like I that really changed my mentality and turned it around for me. Otherwise, I feel like I probably would have gotten really sick. Right. And then after that, I actually ended up turning to the gym, um, and the gym is actually what really helped uh, my confidence 
huge, and it also helped my mental health a lot. Good for you. Yeah. Um, and then I also worked really closely with a uh, boudoir photographer mm. in Winnipeg, and she is actually like a body positivity activist as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so working closely with her really, really helped my perception on my confidence. I mean, I wouldn't say I was like super confident, but working with her, I really gained a lot of confidence in front of the camera because of the photos that she took. And it was the first time that I actually really liked any photos that a photographer took of me. Mm -hmm. And that was like the turning point and the catalyst of my confidence improving from there. How old were you when that happened? Um, I was probably like 22 at this point, 23. So I would say like you're kind of like normalized with, with, you know, without the puberty and like the hormones yeah. and everything kicking in. Yeah. Cause I guess they say like your brain doesn't fully develop till you're 25, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you basically went from zero to a hundred real quick, right? Yeah. Kind of feeling, you know, bad about yourself, you know, can look, yeah. look yourself in the mirror. Now she's like, to anyone who doesn't know, she's doing modeling right mm -hmm. now. She does yeah. YouTube. She's fucking gorgeous. She has the, yeah. all the confidence in the world. Yeah. A lot of people would not be able to do that. So and a good personality, too. 100%. Thanks. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you some, yeah. give you some props there. So that's amazing. Thank you, Molly. <laughs> to dress up or you know make myself extra pretty for any reasons um, but I think like it wasn't until I was 18 um, I got into like some severe depression and like my body completely changed mm -hmm. so I actually gained so much weight in one year at max I think I was 220 pounds Wow yeah and how tall are you I'm about five foot eight exact yeah Okay. So, but like, it didn't really seem like that big. But if I show you photos, you'll be like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Didn't see that coming, right? Sorry, you said two two twenty. Two hundred twenty. Yeah. Okay. So it's quite 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 a lot of weight, yeah. right? And then it wasn't until I was like maybe in my like early twenties I decided to like get a personal trainer, mm -hmm. work out at the gym, and then in one year, uh, maybe about like a year and a half, I lost about like eighty pounds. Oh wow! Yeah. So I went on this like strict regime. Of like what food I ate, what food I put in my body, mm -hmm. but along like with the weight loss, I also like felt a lot better. Mm -hmm. My head was thinking straighter, and like it's just like much more clarity. Yeah. So it was yeah. That's and a then, huge feat though, eighty pounds. Yeah. So like, in wow. terms of confident, like trust me, no one can say shit to me right now. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But I'm not saying I'm like the, the best physique right now. Mm -hmm. I'm like kind of like living life and enjoying it. Yeah. But I'm still totally fine with how I am. Exactly. And yeah. I think it's like good to have that balance, mm. right? Like for me, I got really, really addicted to the gym at one point and mm. I was like going two times a day. And if I didn't go to the gym, I would actually like guilt trip myself in my own head mm -hmm. and I would feel super shitty, which yeah. is kind of like what the, it's like the opposite of what you should feel like, right? Like I yeah. feel like when you go to the gym, you should be going there to like feel healthy and feel good about yourself. It was like my eating disorder mind going back to, I need to be extra fit and be X amount body fat. And I think like being in the fitness industry can also be like extremely toxic in that mm -hmm. way. Right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of unhealthy, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, like as long as you're maintaining your minimal requirements, it's, it's all about the longevity game. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So at what point, like when you were a little bit more confident with your body, mm -hmm. did you own up to your sexuality as well too? Yeah, so working with, um, t her name was Terry Hofford back mm -hmm. in Winnipeg, and uh, working with her 
I became very much so more comfortable in my own body and I never had been at any point in my life. I think owning your sexuality is like super important because as women like you're taught to like be like almost like ashamed of your body. Being able to like wear what you want and not feel like you're going to be judged or mm. people like looking down on you, etc. And just being comfortable in your own skin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's super important to be able to do that and like have the choice to wear what you want but not feel like someone is going to judge you or slut shame you in a way or like look down upon you because you're wearing a certain thing, right? Right, right. Um, but yeah, like I think comparing yourself to other people can also be something that could hit your confidence, right? Like, True. have you ever struggled with like comparing yourself to other people and then you feel shittier about yourself? Especially with like the social media age that we're living in, it's like you have so many other people to compare yourself to and you're comparing yourself to people's highlight reels and filtered photos, edited photos. And so like nowadays I think that confidence can be dwindled so easily because you could be you could creep someone forever and then you could feel inadequate in yourself at that point if you're creeping and you're constantly surrounded by like all these beautiful plastic surgery filtered people and you feel somewhat inadequate but that's a different category like I mean like if I see a very um very gorgeous body like you know plastic surgery girl on mm -hmm. Instagram I admire her for what she's yeah. done but there's a essence of me where I'm like you're you're still plastic yeah you know and I'm like I don't really care to chase for yeah you know I don't want to be plastic myself right I care for more like other things right yeah but like I guess like not to like it not to remove of this like um, the seriousness of this conversation itself like personally the last time I felt insecure like mind you once you turn 30 I think in my opinion mm -hmm. is you don't give a fuck anymore you really start Agreed. Agreed. yeah no i think you start giving a fuck less like yeah. especially if there's like younger girls or like you know they're more prettier or whatever yeah. i'm happy for them right yeah. the only time recently that i got insecure uh insecure was when i was dating a younger guy like he's gotcha. significantly younger mm -hmm. and he has um obviously other friends you know that are within his age mm -hmm. and i'm just like man how do i compete with that you know, Wait, like his his female friends. Yeah, his female friends. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, to be honest, I feel the same way. Right? Yeah, because like girlfriends of the past, you know, they they hang out with like guy friends and yeah, like this could be like a whole separate topic, but like sometimes we do feel insecure in a sense. Yeah, right. Because I, I don't know, like they could be really good friends. Um, mm -hmm. they have a lot more in common than me, so I feel like I'm insecure in the fact that I might lose the girl, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. like. At the end of the day, like, if you're friends with someone for, like, a long time, like, there's higher chance that, you know, you're more compatible in a relationship. And I've gone through that before. Like, I've been, like, in a relationship with one of my best friends in high, in high school. Mm -hmm. we, were, we were in a relationship for about seven years or so. Whoa. So you guys were best friends before and then? Yeah, and then we, we just uh, developed a, you know, just a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Back, but That's dope. It's, it's just me, like, well, in my current relationship right now, and, like, mm -hmm. I guess the, like, the relationships after that seven-year relationship, it's... Mm -hmm. I've been feeling those kind of insecurities because what if something like that were to happen mm -hmm. to my current relationship, right? So what does a healthy relationship look like with, like right now for you? Since you're you're in a healthy relationship now, yeah. Do you still have confidence issues? Sometimes, sometimes. Because right? like if I don't know who the friend is or whatever have you, then I might feel insecure, right? Is that a healthy amount? You say you would say? Yeah, it's, I think like 
depends on, on whoever's outlook it is, right? It could be healthy or not, but mm-hmm. I do have a little bit of, like, an insecurity sometimes on who the person is, right? Mm-hmm. If they're hanging out, like, by themselves one-on-one, mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys would attest to that, too. I feel like, You've yeah, that is a like normal before. feeling. Like, I could definitely relate to that, like, especially, and I think... Um, this could definitely be like another podcast episode where whether or not like men and women can be just friends, right? Like I've struggled with this as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it all comes down to respect for the significant other in yeah. that, at that point. Like yeah. obviously if you've been really good friends with someone for a very long time, you're not just going to cut them off because you started dating someone. But I think it all comes down to respecting that person's partner and like you know eventually meeting them or just not overstepping boundaries right because at the end of the day if you're in a relationship you guys have to like make those ground rules and set those boundaries to what you're comfortable with and you want to make sure that each partner feels comfortable right okay but let me ask you this question let's role play for a second right um your boyfriend has a best friend female Mm -hmm. and he's pretty much grown up with her yep and they used to talk on the phone quite often yep um, even into the evenings. Now he starts dating you. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with them maintaining their friendship like that? That's a tough one. See, okay. I feel like there would have to be some sort of changes because if you're talking all night into the evening, then I feel like there's more to it than just that. I feel like it's easier to develop like feelings for someone if you're like that close what and if I feel it's like habitual like and they've been doing it for a long time I, I know but then it also comes down to having respect for the partner because I don't necessarily think that's okay if you're starting to date someone and you're in a serious committed relationship for you to be talking to them all throughout the evening right I feel like everyone should kind of like know their place for me right I think mm-hmm. it comes down to the person's insecurities right so yeah if that per- like if you know that the friend and your girl or your, your significant other they don't have any type of uh, you know s- let's say sexual attraction to each other i feel like it'd be okay like i don't mm-hmm. i don't know if that's but that's how a weird but how would that, but. you know that though and how would you know that it wouldn't develop like i feel like if you're getting that close where you're like talking well into the evening yeah i feel like like talking to someone like well into the evening like that's a different vibe yeah right i feel like yeah if they're talking throughout the day and they're they're catching up cool but i feel like it's kind of same where if you were to go on a dinner date and goes well into the evening versus going for lunch and catching up with a friend it's two different vibes Mm -hmm. and it also ties back to having respect for your partner and respecting their feelings at the end of the day Mm. right and i'm not saying you have to like control your partner and be like you can't talk to them or anything but again it's going to come down to like having that communication with your partner and expressing how you feel about it and them respect respecting that back and obviously if the friend like should also respect that at the end of the day if they respect their friend so much right right right. well it comes down to communication with your yeah with your partner i think it comes down to to communication and like just having mutual respect yeah like amongst all parties right but so for example if you you bring it up with your significant other Mm -hmm. and they say no i i don't want to stop what i'm doing right now with my friend yeah which is, is it, also is, it on, is it on you or is it on them because hmm. i i feel like i'd like well i guess you don't value our relationship enough mm-hmm. for for us to you know have a, a middle ground well yeah like i feel like in any relationship that's like healthy you guys should be able to come to like some sort of common ground where you meet in the middle for example mm-hmm. right where you're still respecting each other's boundaries right like if they're just straight up being like no i don't want to then i mean 
I feel like you're going to have a hard time growing in that relationship. Yeah, that's totally valid. Right? I think communication's huge. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a super important. It is huge. And, like, I'm, I'm only learning about how good communication is in my current relationship because I've never really had, like, good communication. And, like, I myself have struggled with that and, like, growing up. We never really talked about feelings or anything like that with my mom. Like, there was none of that. So I kind of had to learn on my own with communication. And I've also been in relationships where there was zero communication and a lot of emotional unavailability. Mm -hmm. And, like, I had to learn just along my own journey. And now I found, like, a great partner where he's willing to actually communicate in a healthy way. And, yeah, like, we have gotten into arguments. But at the end of the day, we still respect each other enough and we are able to communicate our feelings without like stepping on each other and disrespecting each other. Right, right. No, that's that's huge. Like mm-hmm. I think that's um I think that's the key for like 2021 really. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. having open communication, yeah. open narrative whether you're in a, a relationship, a committed yeah. relationship or even if you're just starting seeing someone new, like yeah. you have to have that like hey, you know, this is where our boundaries are. This yeah. is what I expect. Um not expect but I hope you can like, you know. Yeah. The, this these are my needs and these are my wants. I want to hear your outlook, because we can't miss you, right? Yeah, for How, what? For, like, for example, the same scenario. Um, well, I'm still single, um, yeah. and I would hope that when I do find that right person that mm-hmm. I choose to commit to, um, that we would have the same mutual understanding. Um, I have a lot of guy friends in my life, and honestly, when I do in a, get into a committed relationship, um, I do like to keep my friends, but there, it, there is a difference. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't like, let's see, I wouldn't, I would respect more boundaries. Again, I wouldn't want my partner to feel insecure. Mm-hmm. I would do my best to assure him in any way I can. But also I do have a tendency to change when I'm in a relationship. Yeah. And that's just my natural flow of things. I feel like that's normal though. Cause like changing from single mentality to yeah. being in a relationship mentality is yeah. two different things, right? Yeah. Like having a partner versus being single. Yeah. You do have to change your mentality a lot. Yeah. Right? You have someone else's other feelings to think about. And if yes. you want that person in your life and being in a relationship with someone, it's it takes work. It's like, <laughs> damn long work, man. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. But, it, like, once you get it, I feel like it can be very rewarding. And, I mean, if that's what you're looking for in life, like, I've always wanted to, like, find, like, a partner that you can grow with and, like, build something with, right? Well, that's the hard part. I, I don't feel like a lot of people these days are, like, honest with themselves in terms of, like, what their needs and wants are. Yeah. I don't even think they, they even ask themselves that question, yeah. right? Like, what are my needs, right? Yeah. And if they don't even ask themselves, how are they able to relate it to other people or whoever they're seeing, right? Mm-hmm. And it just becomes, like, a built-up, pent-up, like, frustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Well, that's why people should be single for a little bit, right? Just have to mm-hmm. kind of um, find out... You know, learn about themselves, right? Yeah. And figure mm-hmm. out what those needs are and what yeah. those wants are. Because if you've been in, like, let's say a relationship from high school, out, out into, like, you know, like, your, you know, mid-20s, mm-hmm. you don't really, like, learn about yourself until you become single, right? Yeah, that's true. Because you need to be able to, to learn about yourself yeah. for that period I've of time. I've worked with this one chick um, back in Toronto, and um, she was already in her, like, I guess, like, mid-30s when I met her. And I remember she's, uh, she was married to her high school sweetheart. Yeah, and we were just like working together at the front desk, and she's like, "You know what, Jessica? I've never been with any other man other than my husband." There you go. And she's like, "I love him to death. I, I there's nothing in my life I would change, but I always wonder what it's like to be with another man, mm. and that will live with me for the rest of my life." Wow. Yeah. When she <laughs> said that shocking. to me, I was just like, "Oh my god." Oh my. Yeah. And from a guy's perspective, that's kind of like 
scary thought. Yeah, yeah. Because like, what if that's when you when, that's yeah. when you see divorce happen. That's when you see like cheating happen. Yeah. that's like almost like a indicator. Like, oh my god, like yeah, she's thinking of doing something terrible. No, I don't what, know. What would you I think? Don't think what, she'll cheat I, on her. I think it was more yeah. of like a probably a curiosity of hers, yeah. but obviously that's that like, leads to that could lead to something exactly right? exactly and like that's why i was talking to you before mm-hmm. like um about situation where it's like would you prefer a girl who was like more sheltered or would you prefer a girl who has had more ex- more life experience yeah. right so i think that obviously like having a girl who like is sheltered for example doesn't have much life experience she could that could lead to other curiosities or like feelings of wonder and be like oh like i've never experienced this like what happens if they're in a new environment and then like they want to explore, right? Mm. Versus a girl who has had more experience and like knows what she wants and has built that character out of mm-hmm. her experiences. I think, you know what I mean? Like, what do you think of that? Well, I, I do kind of have that insecurity about, you know, sheltered girls, mm. right? So for example, like if they are going to do new things, there is a possibility of, you know, something happening, right? And that's a little insecurity I have in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, what can you do, right? Yeah, it's life. What can you do? Life happens. Well, trust the process. Yeah, 100%, Trust right? the process. But I've learned, or I'm, I guess I'm still learning as well, right? That at the end of the day, yeah. Well, I feel like you just our, have to trust, right? Yeah. Trust is the biggest thing in a relationship, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And I feel like our mind is, like, really good at, like, telling us stories. Yes. Yeah. Especially when you get jealous, it's like your mind can just, like, go for days and, like, you can just be imagining your partner like sleeping with someone when they're they're not doing any of that. Yeah. And like I've been there, but I've also been at a point where like I was imagining those things, but it was actually happening as well, right? Mm-hmm. So there's obviously two sides of the spectrum, but I think like trust is definitely a huge thing in a relationship. If you don't have trust, then I feel like it's just going to go downhill. But- What's what's what does confidence mean to you in a, in a man? Like what do you, like when you're trying to date someone? I think like a man being confident to be vulnerable, like that's confidence. Like being able to show your emotions and not feel like you have to like bottle everything up. Yeah. Oh. Like I feel like that in a man, like that shows a lot of confidence to be able to be vulnerable and show okay. your emotional side. Yeah. Okay. Let I, me ask this question. Cause um, this you're talking about when you're already in a relationship. Okay. Correct? Yeah, like when you're dating What's, someone. Because when girls are meeting a guy, the number one thing that they they like is confidence. So when you're first meeting to a person initially, oh, mm-hmm. what would confidence look like? And what how would that confidence attract you? Again, it's the same thing. It's them being aware of themselves, Yep. what their needs are, what their wants are, being able to relay it, to be confident enough to be like, hey, these are my needs. Because you're vulnerable when you're talking about your own needs. Yeah. Right? But they're not going to talk about that so, right off the bat. Okay, I'm talking you, about like when you're first meeting so them. If you're talking you should have person. a first date with me because no. I will get the guys to talk. <laughs> I think it com- like personality is huge. Like I said, it's yes, about what you need. No, but I, I'm, I'm talking about like if you were in just, a room yeah, and you were seeing look. someone. Let me get to the point. Okay. It's like if somebody doesn't want to drink at a party and that's his belief not to drink and he sticks with it. That is sexy. That's sexy yeah. to me. Okay. Yeah, that is confident. Exactly. Knowing what you want and voicing yeah. it out and being confident with that yeah. is sexy to That's me. a perfect answer. Yeah. That's exactly what I was and, looking for. And I also, <laughs> yeah. think, okay. I also think, like, a guy who doesn't, like, hate have to hate on other people, oh, right? Mm. Like, there's guys out there who, like, are constantly, like, trying to boost their own ego yeah. by hating on other people. I think that's totally, like, unattractive. 
Um, so that also is another thing to add to the confidence thing. So mm-hmm. guys, take notes. If you're listening to this, <laughs> take some notes. Don't hate and obviously, you know, stick to your guys. Yeah, work on those fragile egos because I know there's a lot of guys out there with fragile egos that try to mm. hate on other people and I mean, that's not going to do you any good. That ain't you know, cool. That, that ego, is not cool. Man. Yeah. Do some shrooms. Do some shrooms. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. But I guess it also depends. Like, every girl has different, like, preferences. Yeah. yeah. Some girls, I'm, I know some girls who will be like, I need a man to be a man. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what do you mean by what that? What does that mean? Right? Yeah. I'm like, can you describe it? He's like, you know, take control of the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that MacGyver guy mm-hmm. in the movies. Yeah, I can definitely kind of relate to that because I feel like every woman, like, has, like, a softer side and, like, wants to be able to feel safe with mm-hmm. her man, right? And, like, and every person has their own, like, definition of, like, what that means. But I right. think at the end of the day, any woman, like, wants to feel safe emotionally and physically with her man yeah like and he doesn't even have to be physically like strong or whatever but it's more so like feeling emotionally safe and like protected and like feeling like they actually have your back and like yeah are willing to like help you when you need them etc right so i find like in terms of female confidence i i find let's say for example like the jennifer lawrence and like the um Emma Stone type of confidence okay. to be sexy as hell. Jennifer Lawrence, wait, Jennifer Lawrence who's and that? Emma that Stone. Hunger Games. Yeah, we're, Hunger we're Games. talking Hunger Games and La La Land. Those oh, okay, okay. So have you ever seen them in like interviews? Have you ever watched interviews? Um, yeah, I've, I've watched their interviews. You see how they carry themselves? Yeah. I find that because they they you said it best, right? They yeah. They don't try to you know be all all um all Hollywood, or they don't try to be, you know you know fake they're very yeah. real like they're very genuine they're very genuine yeah. oh that's that's the word yeah. i think you answered it for so me so being right? like genuine is sexy to you being genuine is sexy and at the end of the day i think that that means a lot right yeah how about for you guys i feel like it goes both ways though like yeah like we talked about this in the previous episode yeah. like someone who's genuine and real with you is yeah. more sexy than someone who's trying to like put on a front oh, and yeah. pretend to be someone else how do you deal with somebody who's being insecure which everybody has insecurity right okay. sure so if your current partners now are insecure with a certain situation how do you do you find them less attractive because they're not confident or are you more tending to what their needs are can you give me an example of that um so let's role play like let's just say your girlfriend you know i don't know her so maybe like let's just say she's normally very confident in your your eyes yeah. right and for one day she got really um bothered or triggered by maybe you talking to another girl well, I shouldn't be talking to another girl in the beginning. Or let's just say yeah. you're just having a chat and she got really insecure for yeah. that moment, right? Like, are, are they, it, like, physically it... at a party or, like, where would they be? Sure. Like, let's just say, at a, like, physically at a party, Okay. Right? Well, was she in the was she in the right to feel that way? Like, I guess, like, if I'm, ta- let's say I'm talking to another girl, then, yeah, I feel like she, she should be insecure. So, you feel like if you talk to any girl at all during your time of relationship is a no-no? Can you be the more specific though? Because that <laughs> oh, could be that could depend, right? Know. Like, That's... am I talking to like a coworker about work, it could or vary, am I right? am I like hiding it on like, on like Instagram? Like, what are we talking about here? I mean, I I think that's two different scenarios. Yes, yeah. I think you I think you want to know if she if I'm just talking to like a coworker about work and she gets insecure about that. Sure. Does she have the right to feel insecure? You no, but would you feel feel like um... if she was like let's say feeling insecure because you were talking to your coworker and she's like, yeah. oh, what? Why are you talking to her? Kind of thing. Okay. Would you? How would you feel about your girlfriend at that moment? Would you feel like, oh my god, why are you being so unconfident? You're, you know, less attractive to me in that moment, right? 
Like, what is your first thoughts? Well, it's a bit different for me because I'm pretty laid back. Yeah. I see that as a as an indicator that she she loves me. Is that weird? I don't know. Is that um, weird? I mean, I think a little bit of jealousy is yeah. healthy in any relationship. But sure. I would be but, I would be yeah. scared if she didn't say anything about it or yeah. not even something small. That's what I'm saying. Like a little bit of jealousy is okay, yeah. but if it gets to a point where like it's obviously affecting your relationship in a bad way, where they're always jealous or they're going through your phone, then that's obviously where it gets unhealthy. Where's the fine line? I honestly I don't know because I've gotten jealous. Like I've experienced jealousy, and um, like as long as you're not necessarily like acting upon it and doing stupid things but but right? at the moment you can't really judge if they act out on it or not right you can only see what's happening at that moment it's like whoa yeah. whoa you're talking to that girl way too long you're having like just a private walk between you two mm-hmm. at a group party like is that appropriate or not well it's, that's insecurity basically it's it's insecurity like huge. on whose part well on the girl's part on the girl's part well because... if, if we're talking about me like that's she's insecure about something Right. That, she, that yeah. she's insecure enough for her to point out that I'm talking to a coworker about work. No, so but there, but, must, there but might we're be something. A coworker, right? Well, let's yeah. just say, like, you, you and your girlfriend went to a, a beach party, okay. right? And everybody's having a good time. You met somebody who's um, probably, let's just say, you can have, talk business with, right? Okay. Like, something to relate to your work. Yeah. And it's a female, right? And she's like, hey, this this place is getting too loud. Can we walk somewhere else to speak about it? Just me and her? Yeah. And my girlfriend's there? Well, you she wanted that girl wanted you to walk yeah. away from her girlfriend so you guys can talk about. I don't deserve a girlfriend after that. Yeah, if really? not a chance in hell. Where's why that would, trust then? What do you mean? Can I we, mean, why like, can why can we not talk at the party? Because it's too loud. Okay, so are we walking away from the party like one on one, like alone? Yeah, just yeah. Like at that moment, like you could be okay. her intention. That other girl's intention could yeah. be purely like, hey, it's really loud here. Mm-hmm. Can't really hear what you're saying. Can we walk a little bit to the side so I can hear yeah. you? And this seems like an important conversation. I feel like that's bullshit. I mean, I think that's, uh, that should never happen. that's so judgmental. I mean, I feel I like mean bullshit, okay. Yeah. So I think it also depends too, like again, on your boundaries in the relationship, yeah. as well as like. Sorry. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> well, well, imagine, think about no, this from like, a girl's perspective. Let me finish like, my point. Like, let me finish my point though. So like, I think it really depends on like your boundaries in the relationship because like, let's say that were to happen and you were like, hey babe. We're just going to go for a walk because we're talking yeah, about yeah. business. Yeah. Then sure, that's fine, right? And like as long as she's cool with that. But I feel like if you're just like mysteriously walking away, then that's a different story. And then she has every right to be like, where the fuck are you going? But miscommunications happen quite quite frequently, of course. right? Like what if he, Rio turns around, he can't find his girlfriend instantly to tell mm-hmm. her. And it seems like a good opportunity to talk to this girl about business, right? I mean, I don't understand why. Humans are made to interact with each mm-hmm. other, even with opposite sex whether you're in a relationship or not, right? Okay, but you have to keep in mind that we're at a party and it depends. Like, if I'm bringing my girlfriend to a party that yeah. she doesn't know anybody yeah. and I'm walking away and leaving her alone, that's not okay. Not saying to walk away yeah. and leave her alone, alone for a long time, but yeah. just literally walk to the side so you can have a private conversation. So I've been in situations like this before. Yeah. Because I've been in relationships like for how, how long? Like 12 to 15 years. Yeah. Like, I haven't been single in like a long time. Sure. So I've run across every type of scenario possible. Yeah. So I've had a situation where that's happened to me before. Yeah. Both ways, and it's never turned out good. Yeah. Right? Well, but because it's, there's a time and place to talk about business, so I could mm-hmm. give her my phone number, we could talk about yeah. it over I think, the phone, or have, which a, could have a private also meeting. Which could also have your girlfriend misinterpret interpret yeah. that situation itself, right? Well, she's going to be beside me and listening to the whole conversation, yeah. right? 
Well, I think, okay, so I think what you would want to do at that party then is you would obviously want to introduce your girlfriend to and be like, hey, this is Jenny, we're talking about so-and-so and and blah, blah, blah. Then I feel like that would kind of, like, neutralize the situation. But this is so new to me. Like, this is, like, unspoken rules that you guys are so confident about and where I'm like, I don't know. I think it really depends on the situation Mm -hmm. itself. I I think it, like, ties down to, like, what... A person is willing to accept like their comfortability yeah um, as well as like your intentions behind it as well but I think having respect for your partner in that way and like if you did meet someone at some party and you're talking to them then like I feel like it's just respectful to be like hey babe like this is so-and-so like I want you to meet because we're talking about this See, right? I dated Virgos. <laughs> I am a Virgo. <laughs> I dated Virgos who are like extroverted, life of the party, and and I'm very extroverted. I love to mingle and meet people, right? Yeah. So I've dated a part at an ex, which we both love to do the same thing. But yet we have a really strong like understanding of no one's gonna cross that line. No one's gonna do something. You know, uh, we don't have to m- make a big fight in the mm-hmm. public, right? Yeah. But if something is bothering us, we can pull each other to the side and be like, hey, I wasn't okay with that. Can we discuss this when we get home? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And it it was a very good relation for most part. Like, jealousy did not exist in our relationship at all. Right? Because we've always had that ping pong effect of, like, communication. Yeah. And sometimes they'll be like, I think you misread this. This is not what you have to worry about. You know, he would assure me. Right? So, again, I would like to go to a party, even if I'm with my significant other, and just meet and talk to people. And to know that, have him trust me and have me trust him. Yeah, I mean, I guess it all it all really depends on the scenario, and it's, I think, a case-by-case basis. What kind of party is it? Is it like mm-hmm. a crazy house party, or is it like a networking event? Yeah, like, we have to get specific. In yeah, but, it really but, depends, yeah. too. But if you ask married couples this question, the results, I think, will vary a lot. I think they'll be yeah. like, oh, he's fine to do whatever he wants. I think it all, yeah, and like it all comes yeah. down to how, what a person's boundaries are at the end of the day. But we're talking about married couples, they're a little bit more mature in a sense. So they're not, they're not going to beach parties like you mentioned, whoa, right? Whoa, like, that's you never know. True. Hey, that's oh, not I mean, true. Oh, hold on. There's, Let, hear, me, friends... hear me out, hear me out. Okay. If we're talking about like our age and younger, right? We get rowdy, we, we go party here and there, like things tend to happen, right? I have friends who are married at 25. Okay. I and, think, honestly, I feel like party. it is Oh, fair enough. If we're talking about like like that, then yeah. Yeah, I have I have a married friends back in Winnipeg, and like they still party. And yeah. Like, I'm yeah. I mean, it, I honestly I think it all really depends on the relationship and the people in it because I have witnessed like friends of mine where like they are talking to like people of the opposite sex, etc., and it's not something that bothers them because mm-hmm. they have that solidified trust between them and they have like open communication etc right 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 so i think at the end of the day it depends on the relationship it depends on the people in it and what your comfortability level is and your trust in that relationship mm-hmm. okay so if you have fair enough so yeah there's different types of scenarios that you can go through but at the end of the day it is what it is right yeah. <laughs> it is what it is so well, we can, we can, this out. yeah we can talk about it for hours and hours but you know exactly. i think we got to the point of that Anyways, I want to also discuss another topic, which is not really related, but I want to talk about strippers. We need to get Woo-hoo. back on point. We want to see some ass. I want to see some Do cash. you guys like strippers? Uh, hey, if people like doing what they're doing, I'm happy for them. I don't have, like, any judgment on them. Did you, Have you gone to strip clubs? Of like, course. Of course. <laughs> not, like, on my day off or, like, you know, like, I just want to see strippers, but, you know, I've, I've been to, like, strip clubs for birthdays, like, yeah. you know, bachelor parties. Do I like strippers? Hey, I, I, I like the fact that they, they could uh, work that pole. 
I just right? think but that, at the end of the day, yeah. like I, I'm not like super like into it. Okay, I used to be really insecure, and like when I would go to the strip club with like ex boyfriends, like I would feel insecure because yeah. I don't know, I just didn't like my own body, and I just yeah. felt insecure of them looking at another one, woman's body. But as I've gotten older, I've gained more respect for women's bodies and my own yeah. body as well, and also owning your sexuality. And I think it's like so powerful to be able to, first of all, be scantily clad and like do these acrobatic things yeah. on a freaking pole first yeah. of all it's a great workout hey it is a crazy workout like i've done the pole dancing classes yeah. and like that shit's hard your yeah. legs get bruised like and to do that in heels and like a bathing suit top yeah. or whatever like damn girl but i think everyone has different perspectives on strippers and um also i want to say the saint john's live album is Awesome. I don't know if you've seen it, but, no. but I, what I mean, is that for people um, who don't know? So that, you know that's the, included. You know the album "While the World Was Burning." Uh huh. So he, <laughs> Saint John's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna show you guys after. Or show me this after. Can we like yeah. pull it up on your screen or something? Uh, no speaker here, but we'll, we'll look it you up. Don't need a screen. I, I just want you to see the visuals. So no, no. Can, um, just, just describe it. So is it like here, you know a what? video? Um, just describe it. Just describe it. Okay, so basically it's like the whole album plays and it's like a bunch of strippers in like neon outfits doing like their their dance. Mm-hmm. And like the acrobatics in it like amazes me every time. Like when I saw this, like every party or every get together that I go to, I'm like, you need to play this on the TV right now. Yeah. Um, because I just think it's so beautiful. And like, I've grown to appreciate women's bodies. And that's just how I feel. Which is fine. And yeah. I have nothing wrong with strippers. But I'm not going to like you just because you're a stripper. No, I'm like, not saying like you only because you're a stripper. Oh, no, I know. Saying... But like, if a person, like, what I hate about strippers, right? And I'm so sorry. Mm. Is that sometimes they have this really nasty ass attitude. Oh. And I don't like that on anybody even yeah. if they're not a stripper right well, that could be anyone right like anyone yeah. bad, like even the person at mcdonald's yeah. could have a bad yeah like i'm not gonna put a generic statement yeah. and say like all strippers act like that or, or is like that like right? so what do you mean like they act like they're full of themselves in a way or? a little bit a little bit superficial gotcha um yeah I've, I've met like like i've had a friend who dated a stripper before yeah it's different, right? So when they're when they're working, they have this different persona. But when yeah. they're out in real life, they're actually normal people. Yeah, which like, I'm totally I'm not, cool I'm not, with. Like, I think they're like people are people, right? It's a it's a job. Would you ever date a stripper? <sighs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that is a freaking good question. That is Would a I question. date a stripper? That depends. Like if I let's say for example I met a girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I never yeah you know we hit it off like yeah. I, I never asked her what her profession was. Yeah. Uh, let's say, God forbid, it's been like five dates or so, and yeah. I never even asked her that question. Yeah. And I find out she's a stripper, yeah. and I really like her. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. It comes, it comes say- down to, well, because at the end of the day, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. We're back to relationships <laughs> it's, it's really yeah. hard to... um. Yeah, stop it, guys. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Whatever, just continue. If you, it's, it's really hard to find a person that you have that chemistry with, right? Like you mentioned, you've been, you know, uh, on blind dates with friends and mm. friends. And there's no chemistry, right? Mm. But imagine you meet a, a guy, and you know you have that chemistry with, and you find that he's he's a you know Chippendales <laughs> in Las Vegas. Why not? Well, yeah, he's gorgeous, right? Yeah, of course. So then, no, not that he's gorgeous, but like I, I chiseled value. abs, you know. So would you feel like uncomfortable, like let's say like she's going to work and like you drop her off and stuff, like how like wouldn't that make you feel a little uncomfortable? Oh, super and would, uncomfortable. And would the fact that she makes more money than you make you uncomfortable? No. 
<laughs> she's coming home with a wad of cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like slapping her face with it. <laughs> Maybe I'd be I'd be jealous that the money's untaxed. Well, no. But other than that, no, it's it's really? like I, no, I'd be I'd be so uncomfortable realistically. So I don't know if I'd be able to do it long term. Yeah. But like you know, dating wise, it's more for fun. I'd date. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What, what's the difference between dating and relationships? Well, are we talking about like well, Dean, you guys don't, you know what dating and relationships are, right? Like getting more serious. I thought I dating like my date serious. I thought dating, dating, okay, dating is like seeing men to you. You mean okay? Seeing, then I'd see, I'd see the girl. You see the girl. Okay, so you sleep with a girl, is what you're saying. Like, if I really, if I really like her, and I feel like I've never met any girl like this in my life, then I would probably turn a blind eye to the profession. What if she wants to maintain her profession for the for long the, term? Well, how long can I it go like... for, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm being real, right? Just granny on a pole. I'll just, I'll just wait it out until, you know, the 20s are done, and then we're good to She's go. She's like, I put food on the table for you. Yeah, what if she was, like, really balling, and, like, you were just, like, you could just do what you wanted? So living off of uh, stripper money? Yeah, it's like and... stripper sugar mama. No, I can't do that. <laughs> Not, not with the fact that, you know, like, my girlfriend's going, going to the strip club, yeah. grinding on random guys for money. I feel In my like head, I'm would, like, this is not... That would be the very... backlash, like, the talks, <laughs> you hear, like, some guy talking about your girlfriend. Like, off the street? Yeah. Oh, did, did you meet that girl at Brandy's? Oh, my God, she grinded me, like, for hours. I would, I would die. I, feel I don't like, think I could go through that. Yeah, I feel like that would be very demasculating. Yeah? I, I wouldn't say demasculating. No? It's just that my, my ego would not be able to accept... Is that the word? Well, something inside of me wouldn't be able to accept that my girlfriend is grinding on guys. No, that's fair. That's, yeah. that's fair right? to say. That makes sense. Rather, like, be it if there's any, like, you know, any sexual, you know, feelings in between. Like, I don't know how strippers feel when they're doing that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just straight business. I've talked to a handful of strippers, and, yeah. and, like, some of them told me, like, they need the drugs in order for them oh, to do Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Which which ends up being a cycle because they need more yeah. money to get the drugs and blah, 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 yeah, right? it's very toxic. But yeah. yeah, all strippers don't do drugs. Just no, 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 no not clear. all, not all. Yeah. But I also met girls who love what they do, yeah. right? They love the money. Like they it think... feels empowering to oh, them. Oh, for yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hey, boo-boo, do whatever you got to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not here to judge. Yeah, no exactly. one's judging like, here. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's our experience, right, and our preference. I did go on one date with a gigolo. Oh, and the geez. whole date. Yeah. Wait, those exist? Yeah, yeah, they actually do. Where? Okay, like, might have to be in judgmental. Toronto, oh, was, I might have to be judgmental for this one. He, he, <laughs> he's an Asian gigolo. Oh, what? Yeah, so chisel abs and everything. So wait, what's, a, you, what's a yeah, gigolo? Explain it to the audience. Here. Male prostitute. Oh, like he straight up sleeps with girls. Yeah, so I asked him like, what? How old are your like clientele? Right. So he at that time he he I think he was like twenty eight or twenty nine if I'm not mistaken, and um, he's. His clientele age group was anywhere from 30s up to 60, I think. What? Yeah. Crazy. And then he's like, majority of them are like maybe in the 30s to 40s range. Uh, Some are cheating on their partners. Some of them are just like still single and are just having a bad time finding a date. And they're really gorgeous girls from what he told me, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. Huh. Good for him. And here's a fun fact. Jigglos make more money than... uh, Strippers. That's actually crazy. Probably even doctors, maybe. Probably. <laughs> so, like, from, so I asked much. him, like, how much money did he make, right, yeah. in one year? Um, I'm pretty sure he said somewhere along the lines of, like, 100 to 200K. What? Yeah, so think of it this way, right? That's I gotta, I gotta quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so 
You have to be chiseled, good looking, and then you're... Never mind. I'm keeping my job. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the, your lady friend will take you on a date, dinner, movie, and pay for it, and pay for the hotel. Wow. Plus $500 for your night. For your time. Interesting. Yeah. But, like... How did you feel, though? This, let's get back to the topic. I think I was so interested with the fact that he was a gigolo. And I'm like, what? You're joking, But right? would you date him long-term if that were... We had no chemistry. Oh, um, yeah, but okay. it was just really interesting to hear like a point of like. Let, let's say you had chemistry. Say I had chemistry. Let's say you really you you fell in love with this guy. Would you be able to do this long term? Wait, we're talking about love. Well, yeah. Let's say you you fall in love with the guy. Um, I think I'm. I'm I would. You know, I would assess the situation. I think I'd be okay with it. So he's sleeping with other girls, and you're okay with that? I think, like, from my understanding, like, there's a very di- big difference when it comes to intimacy and sex, right? Um, yeah, so I think it, that itself speaks a lot. So, yes, you go for it. I, I think I'd be okay with it. If okay. there's someone I really love... Would you ever be in, like, an open relationship? No. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like, would that not be kind of, like, borderline? Like, if you knew he was going to, like, sleep with other people for his profession, wouldn't you almost have to kind of be, like, in an open relationship? Yeah, but open relationships kind of, like, involve around other emotions, too, right? That's true. Whereas, like, if you're a gigolo, you're straight gunning it for money. Yeah. That's right? true. You know what's one thing that I actually realized when I moved to Vancouver? Mm. That polyamory is, like, a huge thing here. Dude. Yeah. I went on two dates here with the polyamorous guys. Yeah. And I was just like, sorry, really wanted to go on a date with you because I want to ask more questions about it. <laughs> really? Yeah, so it was, yeah, like, yeah. more of a like curiosity Yeah, thing? yeah. He was totally cool about, like, letting me know about how the dynamic works. Yeah. Um, so, totally rad guy. Yeah, had a really good long talk about it. He's like, he huh. loves his partner, and it's just that they learned from a long time ago. They prefer this whole like, yeah. poly thing. Interesting. And for yeah. those out there who don't know what polyamory is, it's essentially the practice of engaging in multiple sexual relationships with the consent of all the people involved. So kind of like the Scandinavian dating thing. Kind of, kind yeah. Of, uh, kind of? Right? Kind of? But. No, well, with that, because they're, they're a couple already, so they're sticking to each other. Right, so it's not with Scandinavian. It's more like they're gonna they're they're, oh, they're, they're dating to eventually yeah get, commit true. Right? Commit. But this is so it's kind of like a long term version of that. Well, this is like hey, we're a couple. We're, we're you know we want to have a third just to, for the night and then and then you're no no that, it's right? not third. They could have separate relationships. Yeah, there's separate. ground rules. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah yeah yeah. So so my idea of polyamorous uh, is okay. So this is their defense that people are you know naturally we're just attracted to other people constantly yeah and instead of like having that urge to become who you really are or you know have missed opportunities um you have that flexibility to to pursue your true desires but still maintaining that good relationship with mm-hmm. the person you love that's so intense it is intense yeah i i, I personally don't know how it works yeah um, i tried to understand it that's why i asked more questions yeah um it's not the same thing for me i cannot separate sex from intimacy Mm-hmm. I think it has to be, you know, one thing, yeah. right? And I still have a huge, like, I think I would be jealous as well, too. Yeah. That's a huge portion that I need to work on. So I know it's not for me. Well, you don't have to work on that if it's... <laughs> a lot of people are not okay with that, right? Yeah. yeah so it's not you. It's yeah. not something you have to work on. It's, you know, it's just your preference. <laughs> but so. in no means do you have to feel like you need to be okay with, with poly... What do you say? Polyamory. Polyamory. Yeah. yeah. No way you have to be... You don't have to be okay with that. Yeah, because I'm not. I'm not okay with that. 
It's yeah. definitely not for everyone. Like, I feel like it takes a specific kind of person to necessarily be in that type of situation. Or a strong communication with you and your partner. But even if you have strong communication, if you still are feeling uncomfortable with it, like, I feel yeah. like your relation, someone's going to get hurt in the end. You reckon? I think so. Well, you, sh- you shouldn't be getting into that relationship to begin with That's if you're not okay yeah, with it. For sure. Unless you're, like, super, like, you know, like, into that sort of thing. Yeah, but, like, what if a relationship turned polyamorous? No, Th- that's how it happens. That's right? how it happens. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't. Well, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Like there, there could be people who are looking for other polyamorous. Yeah. I think that's how it works. Yeah. No, but like from my understanding, from the the guy I went on a date with, yeah. like they became polyamory afterwards. That's a, that's a risk though, because imagine you're in a relationship, and then you find out you're you're polyamorous. So and then you ask your significant other, hey, is it okay if, you know, like, we s- sleep with other people, but, you know, we still s- come back to each other at the end so, of the night? So let's, let's call this guy Ted, right? Ted. So from what Ted explained to me, like, him and his girlfriend, like, traveled around the world, they had great memories, um, and then it was his girlfriend that approached him about wanting to sleep with women, right? And she wants to explore oh, her sexuality. I've heard of this. Yeah, so th- I guess this is a segue, and he his... His explanation was like he's not comfortable with it at first, but he loves her so much and he wants what's best for her to explore her sexuality, but also does not want to disconnect with her. Yeah. Sorry, he he said it's, it's not okay. Is okay. It is okay, or he's not okay with his girlfriend sleeping with other. He girls. wasn't okay with it at first. Oh, he wasn't okay. At first. Yeah, he wasn't okay with it, but That's because weird. he loves her so much, Sorry. he wants her to explore her sexuality, yeah. Yeah. and therefore, like he's like, okay, let's give it a go. But if you are going to do that, that I'm going to have to do the same, right? So they had many discussions. What, he's going to sleep with other guys? <laughs> or girls, right? Whatever he's oh, going to do. Oh, that's, that's, from my perspective, like, I, I don't know, like, I think it's a lot easier for a guy to be okay with a girl sleeping with another girl. Versus? Versus, like, wait. my girlfriend sleeping with another guy. Um, Interesting. I, either way, like, for me, though, I wouldn't be okay with any of that stuff, but... From a guy's perspective, would be easier to stomach the girl sleeping with another girl. I don't know why that. is that though. Guys have fantasies, right? Oh, about okay. Girl and girls. Okay. Obviously, like you know, lesbian videos and stuff. So it'd like be that. more acceptable it's, to you. It technically, is in society, it's a little bit more acceptable in a sense. Yeah, versus like a guy sleeping with a guy. Yeah, but I don't know, like, because <laughs> in my head, it's like I don't like. There's a, there's a less chance of them like falling in love with each other i guess no, if it's a girl I wouldn't girl. Necessarily but yeah exactly so. i'm not saying that's the yeah. case but in my mind and i guess from a guy's perspective it's that's how they would see it yeah hmm interesting we we'll all learned something new today mm-hmm. i definitely would not be able to be in a polyamorous relationship i would kill someone yeah <laughs> just kidding not actually <laughs> hypothetically like actually. hypothetically yeah. i would get way too jealous but yeah What's one thing that you learned from our episode today? It could be anything. That pe- people need to be open-minded more. At least if they're not, if it's not their thing, then just yeah. be like, hey, it could be somebody else's thing. And let people do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's one thing you learned? Learning to trust your, your significant other, right? Yeah. Obviously, there's different scenarios that we didn't look eye to eye on in this, in this group, but... Yeah. I think that's normal, though. That's why we're two girls, one nut. Yeah, but I you know, at the end of the day, like we need to. I only say that because I'm single. <laughs> yeah. If I'm in a relationship, like no, that bitch ain't not talking to nobody. Well, that's that's the thing. I've been in every scenario you could think of. Yeah. What you said, I'm sure you wouldn't feel comfortable with. Yeah. Like if we were in that scenario and it was the opposite way, you would not be comfortable with that. I don't think. I'm reading a book. 
on mindfulness, right? And that's my main focus lately is just to be mindful of myself, my yeah. emotions. That'd be nice. Um, so even when things are causing me to be upset, I do communicate with that with myself and try to learn, is that something I desire or don't? Am I okay with it? And I think that that's been helping me a lot. So even when I, I would hope that when I do get into that relationship and I'm in the scenarios that we're talking about, that I'm able to act upon how I want to act. Right. And not enraged yeah. by like emotions. Like not like reacting right exactly. off the bat from your initial emotions. Exactly. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I'm learning too. Like I feel like it takes time to get there and like not be like emotionally reactive. Sure. Because your yeah. emotions, especially when you're like in the heat of it all, like yeah. can t- definitely be a bad move. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. can make you do dumb things. <laughs> yeah. Or things that you regret. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I learned that <clears throat> every relationship is different and that everyone has their own boundaries at the end of the day and comfortability levels like yourself and like yourself myself everyone has their own thing and just every relationship is different and it all depends on the situation as well and that this podcast literally turned into a relationship podcast again (laughs) but um yeah we hope that you guys took something from this episode i know it got a little bit more serious than the last one but um, it's always good to have like these deep convos and like learn from d- other people's perspe- perspectives as well, right? So anyways, we will stay tuned for the next episode. And thank you so much for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram, which is at Two Girls One Nut Podcast. And we will chat with you guys next time. Bye. Ciao. See you later.